Hello, my fans, friends. Welcome to the Rich Terring podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. Thanks to everyone who's come to see the Can I Have My Ball Back tour so far. It's been going really well. I've got a four-star review in The Standard, four-star review in The Telegraph, who once called me the worst comedy experience of the year, so that's a turnaround. Uh, people have been coming, people have really been enjoying it, and it's getting better and better. The only gigs this week are both in Pocklington, the town I was born in, near York. Uh, there's a couple of tickets left for the evening show and a few more tickets left for the matinee, I think about 4.30. But love to see you there, Yorkshire. Pop along. Check richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs to see if I'm coming near to you. There are tickets left for nearly every show in the tour. I think Norwich has sold out. Uh, and a couple of gigs in London could do with your support as well. Anyway, please listen to the podcast. Do spread the news about the podcast to your friends. Listen as much as you can. Numbers are slightly down, which may affect the future of this podcast. So just leave it playing, even if you're not in the room. Love you. <laughs> now sit back, relax and enjoy whatever it is you're going to listen to. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi there, it's me, Richard Herring. You're about to listen to my Leicester Square Theatre podcast. My guest this week is Greg Davies from off the in-betweeners, Man Down. He's in loads of stuff. How exciting is that? I can't wait. Uh, if you want to help us do more of these and more amazing things on the internet, we could really do with a little financial input from you. It doesn't have to be much money. You can pay a pound. I paid a pound uh, at www.gofasterstripe.com slash R-L-H-S-T-P-5, number five. Uh, and you can get a badge for paying a pound. You can pay a pound a month or more than a pound or more than a pound a month. That money will all go back into making original comedy content, including hopefully a video version of As It Occurs To Me, all new stuff. So uh, we're trying, going to try and do that monthly. If enough people get on board, we can do that. Do go and give us some money if you can. You can buy the series pass of that. You can buy the series pass of Meaning of Life at Go Faster Stripe. Uh, dot com and you can also go to richherring.com where you'll find details of my upcoming gigs what, to- what i'm touring what i'm doing in edinburgh uh, supporting any of that would be great too you can buy my dvds from go faster stripe you can buy a t-shirt from richherring.com no richherring.com cart uh, i don't know what it is uh whatever but enjoy the rest of the show and i promise this is the last time i will ever say this as long as you give a pound Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who'd like to say very sorry to Colin Baker. It's Richard Herring! 
you're not quite as good as last week's audience. <laughs> I, I did a spin on it, I spun it. I spun it 180 degrees. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's lovely to be here. Um, I uh, don't know, I haven't got anything to talk about. Uh, so I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come to, uh, there's a man, look, I'm wearing a night, I don't really need to do this because there are other cameras filming me. Uh, I'm wearing a t-shirt, what have you got? Yeah, I can't believe someone has bought this t-shirt. What would it take to, for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? Do you, how does that go in, in pub, when you wear that in public? You tend not to wear it in public. Do you have a jumper? You have wear a jumper on top of it because it's quite. A, you can get these at cotton, richardherring.comcart.com if you want. Oh, well, you know that you've bought it already. I don't know why I'm telling you. That's insane. Uh, this one has sort of ejaculate, ejaculant. Not, I mean, that, on the design. I think there is a little bit of your own. That is the pro- that's the problem with my fans. They are, uh, but uh, that tagline, tagline. That's you, isn't it? At, if anyone was to tweet you. Uh, you are you're an unfamiliar face. Yes. What's your name? Do you sit next to a, he's a nuclear physicist? That's David Fruit. Janine. Janine. What, what, you're all you've got like tattoos. Yep. What's all that? What's, what's that? Oh, that's terrifying. It's like a, a, a it's a mouse with antlers. Yeah. That's not cute. That's t- Let me get just go in there do my job. Look, I'm doing pretty well, Chris. I could be a cameraman if this doesn't work out. Why has the mouse got antlers? Because that's a species. Because that's a species. You, you never thought you'd sit some, some, some next to someone odder than you, did you, David? You never thought that would happen. What do you do for a living? I work at the BBC. Do you work at the BBC? Have you come sort of tan spotting, trying to... <laughs> <laughs> or when you, you work in the canteen at the BBC? You work in a show called Casualty? Yeah, I... You used to be a doctor. Oh, you want me to be a doctor in Casualty? I'd be good at that, yeah. I'd just ask people, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? And go, that is why your back hurts, so don't, don't do it again. What, what, what is your role on Casualty? Script editor. So I could, I could write a script for it. That would be good. Oh, that's good. I'm going to, let's do it. That is a contract that I have on film. I, need, I honestly need the work. And are you with, uh, are you with the old uh, hamster reindeer head? Yeah, what do you make of the tattoo? You think it's cute or good? Cute. cute. I reckon you're in there. Is that your, is it your husband slash boyfriend? No. He, look at his face, he wants to be. <laughs> but look at her face, not a chance. Look at that face. Look at her cool tattoos, look at you and your little gap top. Uh, so, what do you do? What do, you, do? <laughs> you purify antigen. So, is that a lot of impure antigens around? <laughs> what was your name? So I didn't get your name. Alex. Alex. What are antigens? I don't, I don't think you can pluralise it, can you? No. What, are, what is antigen? It generates antibodies in the body. Oh. So is he working on casualty with you? Are you going to be writing a casualty script or are you an advisor? You're editing it. Going to get rid of her and you're going to edit it. I'll do the funnies. I'm, I'm the... <laughs> I can't even think of his name now, the guy who said that. Uh, so, uh, and hello, you didn't think you'd get into this, did you? This is another a new person in the front row. Hello. Oh, well, God, that was a surprisingly high voice. And uh, what's your name? Rebecca, don't be something, don't, I'm not going to be nice. I was nasty to him, but look, I mean, he looks like a dick, and you're a very attractive, <laughs> I couldn't, you're a very attractive, refined woman, how could I? You know, you look like a sort of female, where's Wally, you know, in a different... Uh, 
she's wearing a stripy top. It was pathetic. It can't all be gold dust. We'll cut that one out. Um, what, do you do, what do you do for a living? I'm a nanny. You're a nanny? That's nice, isn't it? See, that's a proper job. Like purifying antigens. What's, what good does that do anyone? She looks after little kids and stuff. Are you, uh, you her boyfriend? Are you going to punch me in the face after the show? Because, have you, oh, at least smiled then, but before then, there was a real sense of, da- of danger. You've done very well for seeing that there is a chance. Because look, look at that again, and then look at that. But now, look at this. Oh, and then look at that. I mean, that is, that's unbelievable. No, I'm not, that's a massive compliment to you. You're like something off the hunchback of Notre Dame. And you well, it is charming. Yeah, I'm a comedian. What do you say? You're very. Oh, you are very charming. What do you, what do, you do for a living? I'm a millionaire. <laughs> what? <laughs> you work for a bank. Yeah, so essentially, you've seen, haven't you? Thought there's a, he's got a lot of money. It's not his, but he has access to it. That'd be very good. Well, you're all very welcome. I'm sorry for being so rude because if you know if my antigen ever gets impure you're gonna have the last laugh here <laughs> Alex uh, so that we've got a fantastic uh, guest for this podcast uh, and and all the others as well that made it sound like some of the other podcasts don't have fantastic guests they all they're all gold dust will you please welcome him he is probably best known as Hercules in Nelly Nut Life <laughs> that is why you all come to see this will you please welcome Greg Davies ladies and gentlemen shop you'll have to pick up uh, the mic that's nice how are you doing i'm all right thank you i'm a little bit uh, self-conscious because um i did have a fetching jumper on when i arrived but i've been told by alexi it's been incredibly hot up here yeah. so i've taken it off it isn't that hot this t-shirt which is um to say the least not flattering i think it's got stripes on it I'm not as good no, i've got a yeah. shrek, shrek based one but a shrek that's nice it's very nice on to your youth <laughs> so, uh, talking of that, what, what do you remember of, uh, of, playing, youth, of playing Hercules in Nelly Nut Life? I didn't know. I did. I did. I wrote on Nelly. You that did. Was, you wrote the whole, my, the whole the whole whole series. That's my gonna... first uh, showbiz job, writing on a uh, kids' cartoon. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I loved it. And you were Hercules on it. It was sort of at the tail end of the times where, uh, uh, at the BBC, where like everybody was getting paid loads of money for just fucking about, really, and then <laughs> sort of. Just after Nelly Nut finished, everyone went, oh, God, we don't have to pay 50% of these people. We can get rid of all of them. So, yeah, so I was... What, what, was, what was the premise of Nelly Nut Life? It was a small northern girl and her Welsh teddy bear. Right. Um, it was a, a live animation, so the, the two actors who played the characters would speak live uh, into the mics, and it would go out live, and the, they would have rudimentary sort of an, animated responses. I mean, I mean... Easily, comfortably, one of the worst stories I've ever told. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, these these obs- choosing the obscure. Yeah, thing I mean, you ask, the you ask questions. You Sometimes it leads to gold dust. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Well, I, I think I mischose because I think you're probably best known for playing WD in the ads for Channel 4's short-lived coverage of the Ashes. That was my first appearance on television. Yeah. How did that? How, how was that for you? Do you have any funny stories from doing those? Um, I suppose the only, <laughs> I suppose the, the fun, 
the two funny things that spring to mind is they made me dress as WG Grace throughout the campaign and, and some twat at Channel 4 had this idea that they would send me to the Matt Ashes matches and, and to other high profile public events right now that's great and once the Ashes started going and the adverts were running you know I'd go to the Ashes and people would go hey it's WG it was great but before the Ashes started and before the adverts went out they were still sending me to things so they sent me to the Wimbledon semi-final where, where Tim Henman got knocked out and I had to shout these pre-written catchphrases and all of the people on centre court um, hadn't seen the adverts, they hadn't been out. So it was just a man dressed as a Victorian cricketer going, Yes, come on, England! And they were going, Oh, look at that, look at that poor, unfortunate <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> How tragic that he would go to the trouble of dressing up as W. And the other thing that made yeah. me laugh was that um, I, I was at one of the matches and all my friends were furious because I couldn't give a toss about cricket. So they were all furious I was going to go to all these big games. And um, the whole team walked past me one day, and all of them, Michael Vaughan and all of them, everyone sort of doffed their cap just before they went on with WG, and they were all <laughs> little smiles. And then Freddie Flintoff was last, and I sort of went, hello, it's a character, and he did this. It's awful. So awful, imagine being it. Imagine if it attacked you. It would have been imagine like, if he ever attacked me. It would yeah. have been awesome. Yeah, I think in the inevitable newspaper story, he might have come out worse. <laughs> <with> those pictures <laughs> hitting WG Ace in the face. It was very, I've I got think, another story about that. Go on, yeah, go on. It's, it sounds like a, we can get the whole my, thing. Um, my sister uh, got uh, got married around that time. They made you go to her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, yeah. England! Come on! <laughs> That's it. Consummate. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, Channel 4 had made all these um, T-shirts with my face on it in the sort of Kitchener, your country needs you thing, but me pushing a cricket bat. And um, my dad's cousin, who's sort of an uncle to me, a very funny man called Gordon, he, um, he was obsessed with the fact that I'd been on television. He couldn't cope with the fact that I'd been on television. Um, but before the wedding, my mum said... This is your sister's special day, okay? So, you know, we all, you know, we're all very proud that you're doing an advertising campaign on television, and, and it's great, and, it, and that you're that you're a low-level comedian. But um, this is your sister's special day, and I want you to just keep it on the, keep it low. It's all about her, and I went, of course, it's all about her. It's fine. So I did. I sort of hid in the background all day, and even when my sister's husband mentioned me in the speech, I I didn't say anything back. I just went like that you know just to stay in the background and I got away with it all day and it had all been a perfect wedding and then I slipped my dad's cousin one of these t-shirts and went I'm giving you a present but you're not to open it until after the wedding and he goes okay yeah 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 and then my sister was in a beautiful dress waving goodbye to everyone and the last car that drove past was his and he was standing out of the sunroof with my fat with my phone going come on England <laughs> And my sister turned around and looked at me and we just went... <laughs> are, they, are they still together, the, your sister? Yeah, very happily together. Thank God. It would have been awful if that had destroyed... Wouldn't it? <laughs> but also just been bad if they'd broken up and you just went, yeah, that's not really... Yeah, very if nice I told that to story so gleefully. <laughs> <with me. laughs> uh, and uh, you are tall. Yes. <laughs> yes, aren't I? 
You are the tallest. And I get criticised a lot for that. Oh, Greg Davis was going on about being tall. I never go on about it. You're People tall. always ask me about you're it. Tall. Don't they? You're the tallest person we've ever had on this before. I, I think, think I'm the same height as Stephen Merchant. One inch. Touch. You're one inch higher than in my chest. Am I? And he's two point zero one meters heavier. <laughs> you're probably a little heavier than him. You're a bit wider than he is. He's like a, a little. Reed, he's very thin. I bet, I bet not be. I mean, he's a very nice man. He's I'm not going to say anything else. Reed, he's, he's very, he's he's very highly of you. Very talented, <laughs> very talented comedian and scriptwriter. Uh, and, uh, but I read uh, there was breaking news today when we recorded this that you were uh, you were accusing people of heightism because you get a lot of in GQ. Do you remember doing this interview for oh, GQ? No, I don't. Yeah. Where you, <laughs> you were talking about people saying things like, what's the weather like up there to you all the time? It was my first stand-up routine, that was. Right. Yeah, sounds like I'm still doing that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I do get a lot of that. I did, that was my first ever stand-up routine, was that, uh, and about an old lady who came up to me and said, uh, do you want a job at my house um, changing light bulbs? I said, no, I have career plans of my own. It's a very funny routine. I think GQ just copied that off your DVD yeah. and didn't tell you about it. Oh, okay. Do you think there is heightism in the world? Do you, do you, get, do you suffer any prejudice? I, don't, I, don't, I think heightism is probably too strong. I think uh, height tedium. There's uh, <laughs> never a day in my life where someone doesn't feel the need to tell me how yeah. tall I am. Which I you are really tall, though. I don't know if you just... I am. I am. <laughs> What I find intriguing is in pubs, they often feel the need to just, just pop the word cunt afterwards. <laughs> but as if it's a term of affection. Well, you're a tall cunt, aren't you? Well, look, here I am, yes. Well, I've already, I've already discussed, I had, an, I had an idea, but it's like going to be a little special extra podcast that you kind of get if you've paid some money about an idea I have about how we could do a film together. There you go, yeah. you're not going to hear about it here. Uh, so, it's you, really got, you idea, grew though. up in, well, hey, also you've got size uh, 13 feet. 14. 14. Not that impressed, Robert Llewellyn used to be a cobbler, he used to make shoes, he made a size 19 shoe. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. No, small feet, that's what I say to you. Good. Tiny um, feet. And I find it refreshing for you to call me small feet. That poor man, that yeah. must have looked like a fucking human right hand. <laughs> I think he was only like one foot tall as well, so he was. Oh, it's like, no, I'm so it's not. massive. It was like a mainly, set square. Like it, was, <laughs> it was mainly foot. <laughs> 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 you, but you, is this a real place? You grew up in a town called Wem. Yeah. That just sounds like a sort of stupid Monty Python made up. Oh, it does. Wem. It's not. No, it's do you have to, every time you say it, people have to say, what? Do you have to go W-E-M? No, no, most Wem. people just go, okay, sounds like a town name. <laughs> it's a small town in Shropshire. Where uh, do you live? Wem. No, where? No, Wem. It's, there's a kind of Abbott and Costello routine in there. I've never had experience that, Richard. No, okay. I'm happy to tonight. <laughs> It's um, the home of the sweet pea. <laughs> well, if I find any sweet peas, I'll send them back there. I mean that the sweet pea was created. Oh, OK. What is it? That... <laughs> By God? Is it the Garden of Eden? No, no, it's just, you know, some gardeners did that thing where they... You know, spliced fuck about with species, and it was born not, in Wem. So if you see a sweet pea from now on, you from Wem. What is a sweet pea? Is it a pea or is it a flower? It's like a flower. Yeah. Yeah. Does it grow peas on it? I don't know. Are they sweet? I, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> 
You brought it up. You're all proud. I come from I Cheddar. I was all proud. You're sweet bean. I come from. I come from Cheddar, home of Cheddar cheese, the most famous cheese in the world. Fuck you with your sweet bean. <laughs> Although they didn't make it in cheddar, unlike the sweet pea. It's good. We, we're, we're learning about stuff. Wem best bitter as well. Wem best what? The what? Wem best bitter. There was a wem until about wem. Wem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until about eighty-five, there was a brewery in there was a brewery in Wem. Wem best bitter was world famous, and every single one of my school trips was to the Wem brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Guess where we're going this year. <laughs> Just in the same town. I stole a whole um, barrel of beer from there when I was about 17. Me and some friends broke into the brewery and stole a whole barrel of beer. And, um, and I put it on my back because I was the tallest. And we ran across and the brewery, the brewery security guard said, dogs on us. But we managed to escape. And um, I went home last weekend and it's still in my mum's rockery. <laughs> Full of beer, presumably, because we, we got home and realised we didn't have any equipment to get it out. <laughs> It's great in Wem, you know. It's a really great old... You should all come. It's really nice. Cheddar has its own brewery as well. <laughs> guess what their... Guess what their, their, their bitter's called. Uh, See if you can guess. Um, nope. I can't think of anything funny to say to that. Gorge Best. Ah, oh, of course it is. Gorge... Like George... Oh, like George, George Best. <laughs> get your stuff, all of you. Get your stuff. <laughs> took them a long time to get there that is very that is very tragically sad so I'm going to go to an emergency question because you know we've already there's some there's an antipathy between us over the over the Gloucestershire sorry Shropshire um, that's how little respect for you <laughs> Shropshire's not a real place no, so I can't Wem oh and Shropshire God. Shropshire it's not a proper that's not a real count that's like in the Hobbit Shropshire uh, uh, Wem I come from Wem in Shropshire <laughs> The line you're ploughing here, I understand you're going down this, but it, 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 it only works if I give a shit about Shropshire, which I do, I do, I love it, it's beautiful, it's a beautiful county, Stiper Stones, oh, so picturesque. The what? The Stiper Stones. Cypress Stones. Stiper Stones. No, no, no. It's an area of natural beauty in Shropshire, it's lovely. Okay. And Church Stretton, there's a fault in Church Stretton. Uh, a plate fault in the earth, so there's some beautiful countryside there. Could it fall into the sea at any moment? No, no, it's like right in the middle of England, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Although my mum has such an obsession with extreme weather that she thinks it's going to. Does <laughs> anyone else's mother do? My mother only talks about extreme weather to me now. <laughs> Go on. Uh, if you had to choose between having a tit that dispensed talcum powder. <laughs> An infinite amount, though. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be infinite. It would run out. Well, it would, it would never end. It would never run out. But I'm not saying that there's an infinite amount of talcum powder in there. That would be insane. You would need some kind of vortex inside there. Yeah. Uh, but it would never but run out. But for my needs. Yeah. <laughs> From your perspective, it yeah. would never run out. Or a finger that could travel through time. Which of those two? <laughs> what? Why, why are you looking at me like that's a bad question? Only my finger gets to travel through time. Yeah, your finger, but you can, you can decide where it's going, and the, you know, you'll be able to just look through the hole and see what it's doing, and you can, choose, you know, you can poke someone. Or, um, I mean, there is a uh, limited amount of stuff you could do with it. Oh, so I can see what my... So I yeah. can be going like this to Guy Fawkes. <laughs> yeah. well, I've got obviously a finger, then... I don't, know, well, I don't, what, I don't, I don't use talc anyway, so I don't want to... <laughs> 
what, would you, what, would, you, what would you do? What would you do like this to Guy Fawkes? I suppose I, I could do this like to Guy Fawkes. Guy Fawkes would go, what's that disembodied finger? <laughs> I'm gesturing towards me. I saw this awful thing. I saw this awful thing on the internet when I was supposed to be writing recently. It showed Guy Fawkes' signature when he was caught. Yeah. And then his signature. Have you seen this? Yeah. The signature after he was tortured just before he was killed. And the signature's all, uh, you know, because he's in such awful pain. So, after his torture, <laughs> I would be able to reach through and go, oh. Ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Sorry about them cutting your penis off. <laughs> they did do that. They did. Yeah. But he also ju- he jumped off the scaffold and committed suicide. And thus avoided. I think it's a fine line between well, you think committing that. suicide and being hung. You think that? You think that? <laughs> it wasn't. It's just, suicide's generally a choice thing, isn't it? <laughs> he, is, he killed himself. But what do you he, know what I'm going to do? Fuck you! I'm going to kill myself. What, what we're going to hang you, folks? Hey, it's annoying. We've chopped your penis off. <laughs> don't make out. Don't try and get control back now. <laughs> they say all the stuff. up it's annoying. But also, God, oh, we wasted our time putting that rope and scaffold here also he avoided being hung drawn and quartered uh, did oh, he go yeah he was going to be drawn I and think he was drawn and quartered someone's saying he was at the back I'm pretty sure he avoided that someone way. at the back I mean, is furious, furious about this <laughs> <laughs> Guy Fawkes has travelled through t- you kill yourself. hey you failed to kill yourself when you jumped because it doesn't break the vertebrae in your neck well, okay. so well. Actually, you just did a lot of yeah, but he jumped without. He jumped off the scaffold and killed himself before he wasn't. He wasn't with the rope on. He, he jumped, jumped high enough to break his own neck, allegedly. No, you break your neck when you just. No, you don't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a, no one can eat you at home. B, you're just saying no. If he jumped off, he wouldn't die. That's not what happened. He jumped off without the rope on and killed himself. No, he, no, he didn't. He did. No, he didn't. <laughs> No, I'm contradicting both of you. What he did was he jumped so high. <laughs> no, he did. He took a really big high jump, and as a result, the rope snapped his okay. vertebrae and he died. Okay. It was one of those. <laughs> the other good thing about... If, I, if I'd had my finger, of course, <laughs> uh, when he was in midair, I would have put it through and caught his foot, and I would have gone, are you sure about this? You've got, you've got a lot to live for. <laughs> you, need, you don't need a penis. Also, when Guy Fawkes was caught, they said what he was caught like by all the gunpowder and stuff, and they said, "What's your name?" And he said, "It's John Johnson." John <laughs> and that's why they cut his penis off to yeah. teach him a lesson. That's the worst. <laughs> John Johnson. If <laughs> he just said Ian Gunpowder, <laughs> Ian Gunpowder. <laughs> 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 but like. <laughs> it's always Ian. Uh, but like, Ian. You know, it's like, it's like he hoped if he went, my name's John Johnson, go, oh, off you go. Oh, well, fine. Well, we're looking for Guy Fawkes. He want to cut his penis off and get him to kill himself. Good. So we could go back and whisper to Guy Fawkes. Is that what you do? I'd probably just give him a little tickle under the chin. I think people with those beards like that, don't they? So I'd give him that and I'd go, oh... <laughs> I've seen, have you seen, I love Guy Fawkes, have you seen his lantern? Uh, no, uh, you can go and see it, can't you? It was, a, it was the British Museum, yeah. let it pr- supposedly his lantern, it's amazing, his lamp, that, he, that he's discovered, supposedly. It's not a joke, it's just an interesting bit of history. I haven't seen it. 
you've got to go and see it. It was one of the most... That, and, and it was the same. It was a Shakespeare's Restless World or something exhibition. And there was the eye of someone who'd had their eye taken out. And that was in a little... It had been set in some kind of... I can't remember what it was. It was awful. Oh. Uh, anyway, that's enough history. Uh, we'll go... We'll get back to time-travelling parts of the body later on in the show. I saw the motorbike that Lawrence of Arabia died on. Oh, did, <laughs> did you? Have you ever seen DirtyBrickComConfessions.com? I have. Someone printed a load of them off for me. (laughs) You've got loads. They think I. They thought I would find it funny, but I found it incredibly sexually gratifying. But yours are. Yours are. Oh God. Really properly sexy. Most of them. Tell me about it. Most of them are ridiculous. Yeah. But yours. When they showed it me, I was going, Oh God, how ridiculous! And I was home. I was slamming my cock into the fridge. Chair. I've got so I've printed them as well you might not have heard this one's from three days ago you might not have seen this one this one is oh, I haven't no, I haven't checked it lately I want <laughs> <laughs> this one is less you look quite like Morrissey in that picture there. yes I do I do yeah. generally um <laughs> I want Greg Davies to pour milk all over me, then lap it off slowly like a massive cat. <laughs> Would you be into that? I, I'm just relieved that they said massive cat because they wanted me to lick it off like a tiny little kitten. It would have been quite hard. <laughs> No, I would be into that, yes. I'm fine about licking milk off people. The problem, I mean, I'm trying to bring people together here, but they don't, it's all anonymous, so it's very very difficult to find the person. Can I just tell you, just the word milk has reminded me of something. Um, I used to, me and my mates used to run this sort of band night in um, Bramford, a rubbish little bar in Bramford. And um, all these local bands would come down and play. We, we, we did it sort of once a fortnight. And all these bands would come down to play it. There was this one local funk band. I can't remember their name. And they had um, a much older lead guitarist than the rest of the band. The rest of the band were all 20-something. And he was sort of 45 or something. And um, we were sitting in the dressing room afterwards. And the 45-year-old had gone home. It was just the, the young band members left. My mate went... Um, What's with the um, with the old guy? And they went, oh, he's a legend. He started the band. He's a he's a legend. And uh, my mate went, okay. Well, what makes him a legend? He goes, well, I mean, he's just a legend, just generally. And my mate went, well, can you give me an example of his legendary behaviour? <laughs> and this small kid who was like the, the drummer who hadn't spoken sort of felt the need to step in. He goes, yeah, right, right, once, right, once. It was with this bird. Right, he got this bird back to his place and. Um, um, he was shagging her and he started to shag her and stuff and then he, he, he said wait there love and he went into his, he went to his kitchen he got a pan <laughs> he got a pan out and, um, he, and he, he warmed up some milk and then he went back and he got a funnel and he, and he funneled all the milk up her ass. <laughs> Why did he do that? <laughs> and this kid went. Well, he's a he's a legend. It's nice that he warmed it up. That is considerable. I mean, it's one of the most insane things I've ever heard. <laughs> it, like, it's, it's all, it sounds like a perfect murder. It's like 
in Colombo or something. They would you put boiling hot milk in, so it's like Edward the Second yeah. or the first, whatever it was. Put boiling hot milk someone, in the anus. If someone said, to, <laughs> it'd be one of those things. If you if you were having sex with someone and then that person went out, came in with a pan of hot milk <laughs> and a funnel. <laughs> You, I think you'd be so amazed, you'd just go, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, funnel that into my anus would be what I would think would be the most sensible thing for you to do. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Yeah. That's what I see. It's kind of just the leaving halfway through as well. It's like, well, just, just a minute. <laughs> This is nearly a litre here. I'm going to be approximately four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just put your elbow in this. Is that all right? All right. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it's acceptable because yeah. I'm going to funnel it into your anus. <laughs> oh, fuck. I could have used this as stand-up. <laughs> what a waste. It's all right. No, no one sees this. Um, oh, good. All right, there's a few more. This is having it confirmed, this is a quite recent one, having it confirmed that Greg Davis is indeed big. <laughs> left, what? Left me unable to think of much else. I think that someone has Who's had confirmed it confirmed this? that you've had a Me, presumably. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you big, yeah? Yeah, yeah it's I massive. Am. Oh, God, yeah, it's a mess. That's it. <laughs> um, all right, I will get to... Uh, I want to do things to Greg Davis. First on the list, blow a raspberry on that belly of his. <laughs> Fine. It's not the, the idea that the, 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 the list might not have anything sexual on it. Yeah. I've got a list yeah. of things. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, just dig a garden over. Can I, can I blow a raspberry on your belly yeah, to yeah. see what that would be like? Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that nice for either of us, I don't think. Yeah, I, bet, I bet you reg- regret writing in now, don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and, then, and then it starts to get genuinely sexy. A couple of these almost aroused me. <laughs> Greg Davies, a school desk and his tie, oomph. Wow. I burnt all my ties when I gave up teaching them. Did you? Yeah, but genuinely. <laughs> Just you could steal some from the ones yeah, you wear on get, TV. I could get hold of a tie if that. I'm sorry. Man wants me to. Yeah, you don't know if these are women or men uh, doing this. This one is kind of mind-blowing and awful. <laughs> Just slightly sexy. Uh, Greg Davies is the same age as my dad. It doesn't start well. But wait, and I have vivid dreams of going over to dad's for dinner and Uncle Greg. This is awful because I am an uncle. I am an uncle. It's not. It's not Uncle Greg. It's Uncle Greg. So the whole thing, it's not like you're pretending to be, it's not like you're just a friend of the family. I pretend to be uncle. an uncle. Well, if, oh, if I you, am an uncle. You know, if you were, if you were, it would be Uncle Greg if you were like just your dad's, her dad's friend. Friend, yeah. But Uncle Greg means I am. <laughs> I am a blood relative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, 
it's quite long on this. When the rest of the family are enjoying their meal in the dining room. Are you making this one up? <laughs> right. <laughs> While the rest of the family are enjoying their meal in the dining room, just picture that. I'm enjoying Uncle Greg <laughs> fucking me against the kitchen counter. It's silent, hurried, rough, and so hot I get wet just thinking about it. Right. Well, A, it wouldn't be silent. <laughs> I scream, I scream. <laughs> so that shattered that illusion uh, for her. <laughs> uh, the, the, nothing could beat that. Uh, Greg Davies' face, my tits and pussy and arse. Fuck it, I just want that man everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, count me, me out of at least one of those. <laughs> It is your face as well that they want. <laughs> I know. Is there, if there's milk up there, I'll give it a oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was always going to be a latte at the end of this. That's right. <laughs> it would be quite a good. It would be quite a good trick to play on someone that you could do that to someone and then send them to someone else and then suddenly it would explode milk <laughs> as you are rimming them, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was the most disgusting thing. You weren't worried about the incestuous Uncle Greg, 25 years older than the girl fucking her on the kitchen counter with the family you enjoying their meal. Definitely that, wrote that one. That definitely. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so, and impractical. Oh, a six foot eight man howling away while your family are enjoying their meal. Oh, dear. <laughs> So you were you were a secondary school teacher. People don't know this about you. Oh no! <laughs> no, no one's ever heard that. For 15 years, and you were one. People wanted to. Um, you liked you so much. She wanted you to be the prestigious teacher of the year. Yeah, it was a girl actually. Oh, was it? Her name was Gemma. Yes. Was it? Yeah. Did you win that? Um, no, because the head teacher um, brought me in um, to the room to say that I'd been nominated for uh, teacher of the year. Is a really big deal in the teaching fraternity and um, of course he brought, he brought me the best teacher of the year yeah but it's taken seriously is what I mean yeah, it's yeah. like best teacher of the year yeah, of all the right. teachers indeed <laughs> <laughs> but the head teacher brought me into his office and was just pissing himself laughing <laughs> which I, was incredibly insulting just going oh you've been nominated for teacher of the year which, and that's what he was laughing at <laughs> then he showed me the second thing he was laughing at which was that it's a, a six page document that she was supposed to have filled in proving exactly why I have all the, you know, the multiple skills that you need to be teacher of the year but she'd only written one thing <laughs> I've seen her she's been to a few of my games she's lovely Gemma Hicks her name is she's 30 now and uh, <laughs> uh, she'd written uh reasons why you think you should be teacher of the year she'd written he's a well good laugh and he don't make us do no work <laughs> amazing <laughs> the head was great it's incredible it's one of the funniest one of the funniest things I've ever seen um, but, um, you've, it's going very well for you in your career isn't it 
Thanks, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tinged with anger. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm annoyed. I like it when it isn't going so great for people. I can pick up, I can just pick at a little stitch and. There's not oh, really. Well, there's a, there's maybe that's a bit securities. You'll find them. <laughs> there's nothing there. You started off as We Are Clang, which was a, a brilliant. Well, not started off, but you're doing stand up as well. But We Are Clang was an amazing, especially live act. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. Like, unbelievably mind blowing, disgusting with Mark Larwood and Steve Hall. Yeah. Um, and uh, how would you describe We Are Clang? Because I'm struggling. What? I don't even know myself how to describe it, really. It was just three idiots. Uh, uh, and there were little uh, limitations to our behaviour on stage. But I suppose it was the style of it was, was born of the fact that the first time we ever got together, we barely did any writing or rehearsals. So we stumbled onto stage and just, you know, any... any uh... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, any notion of professionalism or, 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 or distinction between the characters. <laughs> and, and I suppose we then realized that um, there was a lot of fun to be had by blurring the lines between characters and sketches. And, yeah. And it just being a bit more freewheeling, so... It was, I was very, very, very proud of us as a, as a live act. I thought uh, we were, you know, it's not very often that I would say to you, oh, I think that was good, but I thought we were a really great live act. It was, it was great. And it was, I mean, I can remember someone's testicles, it's my main memory of it, the face on someone's anus or something. Oh, uh, yeah, Steve Hall had a talking arse to yeah. <laughs> push through the curtain. Yeah. yeah. And he deliberately pushed his testicles <laughs> <Yeah>. through. <laughs> that's, that's... That wasn't part of the agreed plan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was the kind of thing. But then when it went to TV, it didn't really translate as well. That's so. what history is suggesting at yeah. this stage. <laughs> <laughs> but you, who knows? You know, these things change. I don't know. You know, it's really hard. It's, when you've, all you've ever done is a live act. That's all we'd ever done. None of us have done any television at all. And 
so we got the live act right, and we, you know, we thought we were firing on all cylinders. And then we had, a, you know, people kept saying, "Well, how do you want to do this? How do you want to turn it into a telly show?" And I was like, well, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> but we we were trying to maintain that that spirit of the live act by having a live audience in the in the room yeah. and, and interacting with the audience. We sort of tried to make that work, and I don't think we quite pulled it off as the truth. But Mrs. Brown's boys is doing it now. <laughs> that could have been you. Yeah. If only you dressed up as an old woman. <laughs> like a gigantic I did, old I did woman. dress up as several old women, I'm sure, <laughs> did. But I, th- I, I think, I still, I don't think, you know, a lot of people criticised the series when it came out. I don't think it's as bad as some people suggested. Oh, no. In fact, I think there are things in it I, I think that work really well. But I would, I would admit it's flawed. I think it's just interesting. It's very difficult, I think, when you take, you know, you take something that works live and try... I think a lot of the sketch groups that have tried to go onto TV, it hasn't uh, yeah. necessarily... It's never been as good as it is live, but maybe that's the nature of, um, yeah. of sketches. Who knows? It's diffi- it, was, it was difficult. It was a yeah. difficult thing to do, but there you go. Live and learn, don't you? Yeah. This isn't as good I'm, as... I'm meant to this, is a, this is a serious bit. This isn't really on a par with Stephen Fry and Midney trying to kill himself. I have to say, oh, no. it's, so I fuck it up I, a I thought bit. I covered the emotional bit with, all, <laughs> with, a, with the milk up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'll give you that. But uh, <laughs> No, I'm not miserable about it. Honestly, I'm really proud of We Are Back. Yeah. I look back on it with enormous affection. You know, all, I think all of us do. Will you do any more, though? Will you, will you, are you going to go back together? I don't... I, you know... Cliche, cli- loads of cliches I'll trot out now about never saying never, but yeah. none of us have got plans to do it again. And, and I do think there's a dignity issue now that I'm <laughs> nearly 50. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, we, haven't got, we haven't discussed doing it again, that's no. for sure. Um, but uh, the other, the, the other, the recently you've been doing, I mean, the, the um, man down, of course, where you finally kind of used this resemblance, this suspicious resemblance to Rick Mail yeah. that I would say. He probably is your real dad. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But, yes. but do you know what? I wasn't. I didn't look like him as a younger person. <laughs> it happened sort of in my probably late twenties, early thirties. The first time people started saying you look like him, right. I was a huge fan of his, and I think I've just fucking morphed into it. It's weird. <laughs> so how is that? Because I would. I once stood behind. I mean, I was such a big fan of yeah. all of the young ones. We just had one of them on here, and I would. Stayed quite cool, yeah. uh, but, uh, but especially Rick Mail, Kevin Turvey, and it was, yeah, was, I was, was a huge, huge fan of Kevin Turvey yeah. before the young ones. Yeah, and, and then so, the young ones just did blew all our minds. Yeah, of that age. And so I, I once stood behind Rick Mail at a, a petrol station, and I couldn't say anything. I couldn't even speak to him. I was oh, kind of really? I want to say, say, say hello. Well, when would I'm he say, be nice? Do you think if I said hello to him at a petrol station, if I get I, another? I question? think he might have been all right, but I, I can I can tell you what happens because it, I, when I was at um, university I was doing some awful drama uh, degree and um, I got uh, we got paid a pound to go and be in some dreadful show it was a hair show actually so I had all hair extensions in we had to go and do a, a, a comedy sketch at it it was fucking dog shit and um, on the way back I was with my friend Jed and we stopped in uh, to buy a sandwich at a Marks and Spencer's or somewhere and uh, obviously I was 19 at the time, so a sensational bellend. And um, <laughs> when we were choosing our sandwiches, and I was doing a Rick Mail impression, going, ooh, what should I have? <laughs> and my friend suddenly started going, um, can, can you stop doing that? Stop doing that. I was going, fuck off. Ooh, should I have cheese and chutney or what? And then she was just looking down at the ground. And I turned around, and he was behind me. <laughs> with a shopping trolley 
and just doing this. It was awful. And like you, he was my hero. He was my hero at the time. Awful. But you hadn't done it because you hadn't seen him, so he, he thought you were doing it. You, I was just being a tool, but he yeah. thought I was, like, he knew I was there. And I was, yeah. As if you told him this subsequently. I have, and he has no recollection of it. Strangely, I would have thought it would be one of the happiest memories of his life. <laughs> So how is it working with him? Because I think I would still... I did, I did try and... Um, I, I wrote a play that I thought he'd be good in and I did ask, I'd ask if he'd do it. Yeah. But he, he didn't want to do it. Yeah, he told me. He told me he didn't like you. Yeah. I found it amazing working with him and it, he, uh, you know, I was overwhelmed that he even came in to, to meet me. Yeah. But uh, he's, ama- he's You know, he's my hero and he's, he's amazing. He uh, greeted me. I was incredibly nervous, and he greeted me by putting his arms very gently around me and just whispered into my ear, Comrade. So I thought, amazing. Incredible. Full boner. Well, it's, it's good to see... But he was uh, amazing. He was brilliant fun to work with, and yeah. he's still so ambitious and loves it all so much. It's yeah. great, yeah. Yeah, oh good. Well, it's nice. He's a nice. He's a nice man. He's a great man. Yeah, you have and a a, uh, sizzlingly honest man. (laughs) I'll do it. Yes, it's not funny, but I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I was was telling Richard backstage as well. There was a scene that I'd written where. Um, I go into my toilet and my dad, him, has broken into my flat to have a shit in my toilet just to annoy me. And just before we filmed it, he went, can I have a word? And I went, yeah, he goes, can you tell me what's the motivation to me going into your toilet and having a massive shit? (laughs) It's just for a laugh, Rick. Well, there must be more to it. What does it say about the relationship between father and son? (laughs) Just having a massive shit. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I've involved you in this. So beneath you, you're right. You're right. Uh, he's in American Wealth in London as well, which is very. He is. That's a, a combination of my loves of comedy and Jenny Hackett. And I asked him about that. Yeah. In a sort of nerdy fan way, I said, yeah. Oh, what was it like being in American Wealth? And he went, Well, you know. I was, I can't barely remember it. Someone said, do you want to be in the background in American Werewolf? And I went, yes, please. And I went, okay. <laughs> but it was because he wasn't, he wasn't famous when they filmed it, but he was famous no. by the time it came out. Yeah. And so everyone was going, I think uh, the, the, the director, who's, oh, I should know that, John Landis. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he um, was kind of blown away because everyone was cheering this guy. The extra, basically. <laughs> oh, come course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He still would be very funny. You know, that's what you get. If you say, what's my motivation for sitting in this pub? And pretending there's a, not a werewolf outside. That's what you get. He's a very good actor. Um, and what was, uh, you're in uh, something, I, I like to look through the internet, the IMDB database. Uh, you're in something called Girls Ur. Uh. Oh, yeah. What was that? I haven't seen that. Girls Ur. Uh. Oh, God, isn't it awful? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I do know. It was a short film. Yeah, it was a short a, film. By a filmmaker, yeah. And, and in the, Interestingly, he sent it me last week and said, "Do you remember this?" And I haven't watched it yet, so right. I remember it being um, quite good fun. Richard, <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a short film. I can't. But I'm 45 now. My memory's absolutely shafted, so yeah. I, I can't even remember what part I was. But. No, well, I was like, I, I heard something. Someone sent me a link of someone on the internet, which was Marek Larwood and someone else talking. And the guy said, "This sounds like you." And yeah, it does sound like me. It really sounds like me. <laughs> 
realised it was me. It's awful. Totally forgotten. Like a whole day, we'd recorded about twenty episodes this week. So I met this comic in recent times. This young comic, and I went, "Hello, my name's um, my name's Greg." And he went, "I know who you are." And I, I'll use this as a public apology to that comic. <laughs> I, I said, um, he goes, I know who you are. And I said, oh, God, have we met? He goes, well, last year, <laughs> one year ago, we did a whole weekend of gigs together, and you and I went out on a one-to-one three times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to be dementia. Isn't it? <laughs> or just extreme uh, arrogance and yeah. you know, hatred of other Or maybe people. he is incredibly boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that is the other thing. It's very difficult to remember. I find after like a gig, my brain has just completely gone to mush now. So yeah. if I like, and there's people who come to lots of gigs, and I usually know their names. But then, like this, just this weekend, a couple of people came, and I went, "Oh, it's," and then I couldn't remember their name. And that's awful. And you meet your friends, and you can't remember their name. But that's yeah, it. that's the so end. it's a little so, little glimpse into the twilight of our lives. That so is coming. near, so I've got horribly a pussy, near. I've got a pussy finger. Have you? Yeah. I squeezed it. I've got a slightly swollen prostate. Have you? It's all the milk that goes up there, that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> Not a lot of room up there. The it's turned to cheese there. <laughs> Fuck off. Did someone, has someone been up there, obviously, having a field crash? Someone been up there? <laughs> yeah, having a field. No, well, I will tell you this. Yeah, I'll tell you this. <laughs> this is one of my favourite things. There was something wrong with my bum a few years ago. <laughs> I won't go into details, but it wasn't right, right? So I went to see... Um, I was at home in Shropshire, and I went to see... Uh, my mum arranged for, for me to go and see my old family doctor, who's been our family doctor, you know, since I've been... Since I was about 12, I suppose, he's been my family doctor. And I went to see him, and I went, oh, thanks for seeing me. You know, there's an emergency patient, something wrong, <laughs> something wrong with my arse. And he goes, OK, well, what is it? I said, well, it's not right, and this, I've got this pain, and this is happening. Uh, and he went, oh, OK, well... I mean, it'd probably be all right. <laughs> and I went... I went, well, OK, but it's just... I mean, it's very uncomfortable, and there is some, you know, there's some, some blood, so, it, you know, I think it's quite... He went, yeah, yeah, OK. Yeah, probably, I mean, yeah, it'd, be, it'd probably be fine. <laughs> and I went, I'm really worried about it, right? And then he said this, I think this is fucking amazing, he went... You want me to put my finger up there, don't you? <laughs> I went, no! Not if it's not medically necessary, no! I, well, I, I did, I, I just recently went and had the same thing checked, and, and the doc, you know, like a young woman doctor had to put a finger up my ass, and she said, I'm sorry about this. I thought it's much worse for you than it is for me. <laughs> in, in every sense. You're having to put your finger up an old man's anus. I sh- I don't apologise to me. It's like a little bit of human intimacy. I'm enjoying it. Up to, as long as you tell me there's nothing up there that shouldn't be up there. More or less was... How was it? More, all right? it was all, more or less all right. <laughs> he was right, mine cleared up. Um, mine cleared up. So, I, I, had, uh, I had a hemorrhoid. Ah, oh, it's not so bad, is it? That's no problem, is it? Which is good because, you know, should we get into this? <laughs> you can go wherever you like. Working. Because there was blood, you know, there was blood. Yeah. So it's, yeah. This is two middle aged men having a discussion about their anuses. Mine turned out to be a, um, an anal fissure. <laughs> Did 
Hawkins didn't she marry uh, Ali G? <laughs> It's fishier. <laughs> I, can't hear the word, I can't hear the word fish even without thinking of this bloke who was a teacher at our school who, who every assembly, uh, he was a Christian and um, he would tell a story that he was related to his favourite Christian uh, folk band who were called the Fisher Folk. And his name was Mr Preston and he was, um, he was a great teacher. And he would go, you know, life's difficult, he was from Birmingham by the way, life's difficult isn't it, to, you know, sometimes people are good, kind to you and you don't really know, uh, you don't really know what to do about it. And I often think that that's what the uh, fisher folk uh, mean when they sing, Jesus, you have to be there, go on. <laughs> do you ever get confused with Greg Davies, the painter and decorator? Who has nearly the same web address as you, um, greg-davis.co.uk? No, I don't. No. <laughs> it was a long shot. I have, uh, been do- I have been doing some painting in my flat recently, yeah. though. Well, I, I just wondered, to help you out with that, this section. <laughs> I wondered if it was just you going, I'll, I'll have one website for the <laughs> budgeting for the inevitable <laughs> collapse of my career. Yeah. He looks very nice. Look him up. He looks like a nice guy. He says he'll have a friendly chat with you about your, your job for free so you don't have to pay him. He seems like a nice guy. Greg Davis.co.uk. I'll look him up painting as soon as I get home. <laughs> Good. Uh, and uh, you, I haven't seen uh, Cuckoo, I'm afraid. Okay. But I, because, um, you know, I'm out. That's <laughs> uh, fine. I don't you're, watch comedy. You're married either. to uh, he- Helen Baxendale in it. Yeah. And you had to spend all day in bed with Helen Baxendale. I did. Which is Absolutely. very much the line that uh, the tabloid journalist took when he was interviewing <laughs> me on it. Yeah, you must have loved it when you do it, can <laughs> She was very nice. She was very was nice. Next... Yeah, yeah, but come on. <laughs> that was my next oh, question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lying there with Ellen Baxter. <laughs> Is it... I've, I have done some kissing of girls in that situation. And it's, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, awful. Very strange. Awful. It's way I did. You know, Helen was just sort of, yeah, yeah I've done this. She'd snogged, she told me she'd snogged thousands of people <laughs> in professional capacity, but I'd never done it. I found it very, yeah, strange. Yeah. For the whole day. Yeah. Did you get an erection at any point during not this? Not even <laughs> close. Not even close. <laughs> but thanks for asking. So you're saying, Henry Braxnell's so unattractive that your penis retracted up into your body. The thing I found the most um, upsetting about the whole Helen Baxendale thing was my friend's reaction. It's every time I, I said, you know, a friend who'd seen that programme or knew I'd been, I was playing her husband, every single one of my friends went, yeah, as if that happened, that wouldn't happen, would it? <laughs> They have a point. And uh, Andy Sandberg's in it, who I didn't know anything about when it came out. And then we, me and my wife have just watched all of one season of uh, Saturday Night Live on Netflix and are quite obsessed with Saturday Night Live now, which I'd never really watched before. But he's yeah. quite, and he's in Brooklyn 911 and, then he's, and he's not going to be in Cuckoo anymore as a result, basically. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, don't, I don't know the reason. He's not, but I know he was very keen to be in the second Cuckoo. Was he? Yeah, he really was. Genuinely, he's, pretty, he's yeah. really good. He's he's really, yeah, he's a really funny man. Yeah. And he's, he's nice as well. You wouldn't he? imagine it, would you? No. I don't imagine. I imagine he's a prick. No. That's why I imagine. No, he's a really great bloke. No. And it was great fun. That's a shame. I've nothing, you know. <laughs> Sorry. But it's kind of weird for an American star to come over and do a British sitcom. Yeah. So that's quite a coup. I think he just liked it. Right. Just read it and thought, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And he certainly didn't need to, yeah. Yeah. 
Good. And so who's coming in the second series? You're allowed to talk about. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's been over. announced, doesn't it? Yeah. Taylor Lautner from the Twilight films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you filmed any of this yet? Is it is it in the can? No, no, no. But as you can see, we're very much a body double. <laughs> If you've seen his body, it's hilarious. Yeah, I well, can't I have really to have that next to mine. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I will watch it now. But he's not replacing Andy Samberg. He's playing a different character. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Samberg might is could come back. He might be dead. Feasibly, he might. He might not be dead. Yeah. yeah. Good. He should be called Ian Cuckoo, though. That is the only problem with that. And your your surname should be the Ness, and you should be the Nests, and it should be Cuckoo in the Nests. That's well, what it should be called. to that old sitcom? <laughs> no, I think that I just like making up better sitcom names. Cuckoo is not, that's not a pun, is it? If he was called Ian Cuckoo. <laughs> and you were called the Nest. I guess be. I'm tired now, but I, every time you say Ian, I, every time you say Ian, I just keep thinking of Guy Fawkes. <laughs> Ian Gunpowder. They're tired as well. That's my go-to. <laughs> Let's stop this. <laughs> we can finish if you like. No, no, no. I'm in a lovely time, Richard. I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't how long we've been going. Time. I forgot... Oh, it's all suddenly went weird, isn't it? It's not just me. Um, I've, I've, I don't know how long we've been going for. Is it true that you got the job in the Inbetweeners, which you're extremely funny in, and I have seen Thank all you. of it lots of times, um, because you were sitting next to Ian Morris, the writer, in a pub yes. when he got the phone call I was through. with both the writers when they got the phone call to say they got the pilot. Yeah. They, we were all half cut. They went, hey, we've got a pilot. You could be in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that audition. <laughs> That's why I keep myself to myself too much in this business. I should just go out drinking, get people See? drunk, and hope the call yeah. comes in. So that I mean that was an amazing sitcom to get into. Be obviously yeah, in between, brilliant, and uh, yeah, yeah, so, brilliant. I loved it. Have you got anything to say about the in betweeners that you've never said to anyone else before? Absolutely nothing. No, no. That's why I you can ask me the question that people always ask if you like. Um, when you were, when have you, you had sex with the, the boy? <laughs> we're, we're, Three of the four. Three of the four. <laughs> I couldn't catch Simon Bird. He's right. He's fat. <laughs> I, um, no, the question I get asked is, when you were a real teacher, how close to Mr. Gilbert were you like? I get asked that fucking ten times a year, a month, and it's like, how close do you think I was? He's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I auditioned uh, for the part of the uh, paedophile teacher that Wayne Shepherd plays. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> but I didn't get it. I'm very offended. <laughs> I'm say, it reflects very badly on Wayne Shepherd that you didn't get it. Uh, I would have loved to have been in that. It was a very good sitcom. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, t- we pretty much talked about all that. That's good. Um, I, uh, there was some funny. There was a funny article I saw about things you got up to as a kid, and you, you've got some. I mean, your real stories about your dad are insane. Yeah, um, and, and brilliant in all your stand-up shows. I'm very um, lucrative. Yes, literally <laughs> <laughs> half. My, my mum said to me recently, "I think you should probably stop talking about being your dad now, love." I think I'm not. I'm just trying to work out what I can tell this. It's incredible. <laughs> Think. You said I can have stuff removed. We if can I'm take it out afterwards, it. but right. then we'll have to Strap we'll in. have to use a memory. Um, no, my mum said, you know, I think you should probably stop talking about me and your dad on stage because you you've used all the funny stuff now. All, all the best stories have gone now, and I think you know any more stories you tell, they won't be as good. So you should just stop it. And I went, okay, you don't think 
you're likely to do anything in the future. <laughs> she goes, no, I think it's probably time that you let lady all to rest. And I went, okay. And then she said, there was a beat, and she went, have you been reading about this Oscar Pistorius case? <laughs> have, you, have you, you know who Oscar Pistorius yeah. is? Of course you do. It's in, right in the media, no. And I went, I have, yes. She goes, what do you think? <laughs> and I said, about what? She goes, do you think he, do you think he killed her? Do you think he did it? And I said, well, I don't. I don't know, obviously, Mum, but if you're asking for an opinion at this stage, I would say, you know, maybe he did. It sounds like he may have lost his temper and perhaps he did kill her. She goes, yeah. That's what I've been thinking too. (laughs) Such a tragedy all round, isn't it? And I went, it is. There's no winners. It's awful. She went, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, oh, dear, silly lad. (laughs) He had the world at his feet. Amazing. <laughs> That's the only thing Oscar Pistorius didn't have. <laughs> the greatest of respect to all my disabled brethren. Are they annoyed? My parents, I, I do stuff about my dad, especially, who does say lots of stupid things, but not to the same extent as you do. But I do use my family in a few of the things I've written, and they kind of. Like sort of like it, but sort of don't like it. A, they want some money for the material. Yeah, uh, and they sort of mine, don't. mine don't mind it at all. They, I, well, my dad doesn't get a choice because he ripped the piss out of me for my whole childhood, so this is payback. But my mum, I do have some respect for, and uh, <laughs> I respect my dad as well. I'm joking, but I am. Um, no, I've only ever offended them once. I've mean, offended my mum once, and I've said this a lot to her. On Have I Got News For You, I went too far. Right. Yeah, I told her to fuck off, and this is part of a story oh. I was doing. Exactly, see? Okay. It's own mum. I went, fuck you, is what I did. I, went, yeah. I told a story about her, and then I went, fuck you, mum, down the barrel, and they told me they'd bleep it. They didn't bleep it, so it was <laughs> me on that massive show going, fuck you, mum. They didn't, not of... only didn't they bleep it, they added, you cunt, on the yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> Like an animated arm. Like, <laughs> I um, yeah. So it was unfortunate that, and, yeah. I, and I had to buy her a cardigan to say sorry. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> was that? She wasn't talking to until you had to work she out what it was she wanted. My mother's amazing, and she wasn't even offended. It was all her friends who were offended, right. and she was upset that they were offended on her behalf. So yeah. it was all very messy. But you know, one jumper. Fine, back in the game. <laughs> they are for my parents. Well, I was talking about Oscar Pistorius. My dad was going, well, he didn't, he didn't do it though, did he? He didn't. It wasn't. It was an accident. I was going, well, <laughs> it, seems, it seems likely it might not have been an accident to me. That's not the kind of accident. If there's someone in the toilet, I would go, is that you, darling? <laughs> Before. <laughs> Or just go back and check, you know, the bed that's there. Do you know, I've not even thought that. Of course, of course. So, I think we're allowed to talk about it because we're not in the car. I think that's probably... I'd say that's probably the rules. That's probably, that's probably the legal rules. Do you know, any woman who... St- <laughs> if it had been me, she, that, she would have been safe because... 
This happened really recently to me. I hung a, I hung a picture up in my bedroom. It was about three weeks ago. I hung a picture up in my bedroom badly. And then in the middle of the night, it fell off, right? It fell off and, and shattered at like at three o'clock in the morning. Now, I'm 45 years of age, right? And I moved to London when I was 18. But that, it shattered and I woke up and this is what I did. Mum! <laughs> Maybe it had a gun. It would... Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my They'd dad get me in a trial, though, wouldn't they? <laughs> Just before the gunshots, the neighbour clearly heard. Mom. <laughs> my dad. My dad is convinced of uh, innocence. So you know, and innocent oh, until good. proven guilty. Good. Maybe I mean, he's he was innocent. just shocked. He was shocked by the idea yeah. that it might not be. It might. <laughs> He'll get off. So, uh, guilty until proven a celebrity. <laughs> right, kids, it's a cruel world. <laughs> so, but you also did lots of stupid, dumbass shit as a kid. Like, you tried to do a, a dog sled with, a, with one dog. Is this true? Do you remember this? Christ, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't try to, I succeeded. <laughs> yeah. We built a sled for six people in our dog. We were horrible to our dog. <laughs> Something about the 80s growing up. It was okay to be cruel to dogs back then. It's not now, is it? It's not. It's all sniffed upon. Things have changed. <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. <laughs> and you. Put... I dressed him up in my dad's underpants once. <laughs> Me and my sister put a massive pair of white underpants on, and we were all pissing ourselves. The whole family. I was like, Dad, look at this. He was going, oh. And the dog <laughs> the dog really calmly walked outside and looked back at that house and I swear he did this he went <laughs> and he just filled them full of piss it was amazing <laughs> and then he looked at us and go, yeah hilarious isn't it? enjoy taking these pissy pants off me won't you <laughs> you'll have to catch me first <laughs> Uh, you put you blew up cow pats yeah me and my sister spent a whole summer did you used to go to France and buy those massive bangers you could buy bangers that were like sticks of dynamite <laughs> we used to bring like a whole suitcase of them back and there was a field at the back of our garden and we would push um, dynamite into cow pats and then wait till the cows would hit by and light them <laughs> it's great what the cows must have thought what the fuck is this <laughs> They were, never, they were never hurt, and nor was my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds suspiciously like your dog was hurt. What, have you... Uh, that's have, a weird thing. That's a, that's a countryside growing up, isn't it? Blowing up cow shit. <laughs> I remember my friend... There used to be lots of air rifles and stuff. But I, my parents, wouldn't, my mum is so overprotective, but even now... Won't let me do it. She wouldn't let me have an air rifle now. Uh, if only uh, Oscar's Pistorius's mum had been so so <laughs> vigilant. But uh, my friend Phil Fry, <laughs> my friend Phil Fry, well, he definitely shot her. That is definitely that is not even lie. But he definitely shot her. It just it was mistaken identity through a toilet wall. Uh, but uh, Phil Fry used to shoot, we used to shoot blackbirds, and uh, I remember he once shot a blackbird right in its 
well, cloaca, I'm guessing, though, he said arse. <laughs> and he, got, he shot it right through his arse. Oh. That's not nice, is it? Did it die? Yeah. Well, eventually. I never did all of, any of that as a kid. No. You know, boys are supposed to shoot birds and pull spiders' legs off. I never did any of that. I was no. really, really lovely. I would have done if I'd been allowed. But my mum my mom stopped me. I, 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 had an air, I had an air rifle when I, I was allowed to one at 17, <laughs> when, when I shouldn't have been interested. <laughs> did you shoot, what did you shoot, tin bees? The only live thing I ever shot was bees. Bees? Yeah. Pretty impressive. Fred and I found, no, it wasn't. We no. found it really hilarious. They were sitting on a flower to put the oh, barrel really? right against them. And... <laughs> so all that stuff I said about not pulling spiders legs off. But... <laughs> Shot a few bees. We've all done that. Have a few trips. What went, is went the bee cull? <laughs> what is the um, uh, well? I've, I, what's the worst judged venue? Do you think you've ever played in, on tours? Is there any venue you've been to that it was was a bad place to go uh, for you? I've heard that you went to uh, Blackpool in the closed season on the on the pier when it's like really. Dangerously windy and stuff. That on no tour, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they opened. I, I don't know whose idea it was. I, my manager here, I'll have to ask him. But it was <laughs> closed season in Blackpool. It was yeah. on this tour that I've just done. Was it? And it was the uh, end of the end of the pier theatre. Yeah, had been closed for months, and now uh, they opened it up for one night. <laughs> right. And, uh, and and of course, the end of the pier takes about six months to warm up when they turn the Victorian <laughs> heating on. Yeah. So it was fucking awful. It was freezing, and they were all everyone was in coats and scarves. But it was actually brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was a great old get, The wind and rain and sea encroaching. No, no it was you know, it was cold. That's all right. It had the original sooty in the foyer. Did it in a glass case? Yeah, just yeah. fucked sooty. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be you one day. <laughs> Oh, fuck sooty. <laughs> uh, do you have what's the word do you, do you probably stay at nice hotels now because you're successful and rich I'm still quite thrifty yeah yeah do you, you mid-rangers it's what mid-rangers we yeah. go for right so yeah mid-range yeah, yeah. so is there any, what's your worst experience of, of digs on tour do you think well they've all been quite uh, you know been all right. reasonable the worst uh, the worst hotel I ever stayed in was in for a, a, a Monaco a gig in Monaco when I was first a stand up and um, we flew over me and three other terrible comedians flew to Monaco to play this nightclub gig I, I can't remember who was promoting it even and on the way over our easy jet flight was um, struck by lightning mm-hmm. and then the weather was so bad in Monaco we had to go to somewhere four hours away and then someone came and got us and drove us four hours uh, so we were just in time for the start of the gig and our hotel uh, had flock wallpaper on it and if you ran your fingers down it like this it would come away like, like because it was just so rotten yeah. and there were cockroaches in the bathroom and then we went to the gig and everyone died on their arse and I was standing we went to a different bar afterwards and I was standing at a bar avoiding going back to the cockroach hotel and a woman came over and went hey are you one of the comedians from over the road I went, oh, yeah, 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 I am. She goes, I hear you were dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) It already, the news had spread. Good. I wasn't there. Good times. Amazing. (laughs) And uh, if you, uh, if your penis could travel in time. Yeah. And you could have consensual sex with any historical or future person. 
And in future, future persons. <laughs> That's what Robert Llewellyn, Robert Llewellyn, you've got to listen to Robert Llewellyn's one. <laughs> I mean, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, but uh, uh, it went to the future doesn't <laughs> exist yet. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> he was a relative of the daughter of one of his friends. Why? <laughs> well, it's all right. There, you know. Is it? I don't know. When they, they'll be grown up in the future. I mean, God. Yeah. Uh, so you can go to the future and have sex with my grandchild or something. Or you can um, go into the past. <laughs> like when they're grown up, it's because they're a child. Of, they'd be my grandchild, they could be a grown up or a child, whatever you like. <laughs> it's just a way of me weave helping Operation Tree by weeding out <laughs> entertainers who will come up with something perverse. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I'd go back in time guy and have sex with. Guy, the guy, guy Fawkes. Fawkes. <laughs> Ian Fawkes. I think it would be, it would be, uh, be a bit uh, indiscreet to, you know, get... Show, get your penis through time to Guy Fawkes because if you like if he's had his cut off and you're showing off look at this yeah, I mean, look at this this the whole tickle under the thing that's not going to help him then is it I don't know Richard I'll give it some thought and maybe yeah. write to you let you know which historical character I want to fuck this is an interesting question is this the, uh, the dick one yeah. yeah have you ever tried to suck your own cock I'm glad you asked me that yeah. Richard because it, it will feel like a weight off my chest because I, I have yeah. I've admitted it on stage before actually I did I did it when I was um, about 13 or 14 and I successfully got the tip in yeah and then I uh, pulled a, I pulled this muscle in my left <laughs> shoulder doing it and every single winter it, the, when winter comes on I pull the same muscle so once I'm 45 once yeah. a year I have to go ah oh, god why did you try and suck <laughs> <laughs> Every winter for the rest of my life. I'm not my gear. I got the tip in though. Yeah, I got the. I, well, you know, we already know why. Thank you very much. We already know why. I also got the tip in. Did you? No, I got your tip. My tip. Uh, I. I think I just rolled over again. I, I did. I, I lay down and put my legs yeah. over. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I have a very vivid memory of getting in and going, oh, God. Ah. Ah, awful, awful. Awful ambition, awful reality. And then you are punished for the rest of your life. Genuinely, once a year. I've never, I was, um, I, maybe my punishment's coming along in one go. Maybe that's, maybe that's my punishment, maybe. My, my gammy finger. Uh, well, listen, I think we've had, oh dear. It's been, I don't mean this, you know, I think I've covered most of the best. <laughs> I've asked you about the, the time travelling penis and yeah. telling your own penis. Yeah, I think, that's, I think we've covered everything. That's probably, we? that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that will uh, probably do for now. <laughs> Richard Herring's Let's Describe Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Greg Davies. The music was by Pest. Thanks to Orange Mark and the British Comedy Guide, everyone there, all the staff at the Let's Describe Theatre for having us. Uh, and to Chris Evans. Yeah, you know which one it is by now. That, the, yeah, it is that one. 
Oh, hold on, when you think of a different one. It's not that one. It's the one that I'm thinking of. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a fuzz, go fast and stripe and sky potato production for the internet. It is free. Please, Pat, give us some money. Thanks for listening. Uh, do contribute if you possibly can. I'm very happy. If you can't afford to pay, please feel free to keep on enjoying all this stuff for nothing. That's why I put it up for free. Uh, if you can contribute in any way by buying a ticket to a show or a DVD from Go Faster Stripe or a series pass of either this or Rich Terring's Meaning of Life, my fabulous new monthly stand-up and sketch show all about the big questions in life, go and check that out at vimeo.com slash channels slash rhmol if you want to see the free version. Uh, if you can pay for it as well, that would be lovely. You can. What we really want to do is get everyone donating a pound a month, and then we can do some fantastic stuff. All that money will go back into creating new comedy. So go to www.gofasterstripe.com slash rhlstp5, and you can contribute to that if you wish. Buy a pound, buy a badge for a pound, or buy a badge for a pound a month, or more if you've got more money. If you're an eccentric millionaire, why not give us a million pounds? And we won't spend it on drugs and hookers. We promise not all of it. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. RichardHerring.com slash gigs. GoFasterStripe.com for all my books, downloads, all that sort of shizzle. Oh, yeah, I know all the cool words. And um, would love to see you on the, on the Can I Have My Ball Back tour if you can make it. Bye. <laughs>